saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up and welcome back to the Lightweights Podcast. Today's guest has 45 million TikTok followers, television dance icon, self-made star, who needs no introduction, JoJo Siwa. Hello, that was a solid introduction for no introduction. Thanks Dang. for coming in. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, so there's three Joes in the house. Three Joes, we got JoJo and Joe. <laughs> JoJo, JoJo upstairs, my dog, and when I named him Joe, Joe, everyone thought that I named him after you. I mean, you did, just admit it. I just did. Just admit it at this point. I did, I, I did. So you're doing some crazy stuff now. You have new passions in life. Lots. Could you ever see yourself skydiving out of a Red Bull plane from the the upper atmosphere? Because you have this new passion for indoor. Dude, literally tomorrow. Count me in. So I've I've I love indoor skydiving. I've been. I did indoor skydiving from the time I was 14 to 15, like almost every day. That's when I like really hardcore trained. And then, because it is a sport, indoor skydiving, and they wanted me to do competitions back in the day, and I was like, nah, like, it's a fun thing for me, like, I'm good, and they were like, come on, please, like, iFly wanted to sponsor me, like, it was a whole thing. It's like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. So, then, as I've gotten older, I kind of, like, lost it, I've just been busy, and then, like, right around my 19th birthday, I, oh my god, I'm 20, right around my 20th birthday, Jesus Christ, I'm 20! Almost 21. The hell? I um I picked it back up again and I've like been going now like three or four times a week. What's the thrill? You just like I love that it's it's a skill now. Like it's like it's like learning. So now I'm working currently on level four skills. So it's head down for me right now that I'm learning and back layouts, which I'm learning. And so like I love the evolution. You know, you start belly flying and then you learn how to spin and side slide and up and down and then you learn back flying and then you learn sit flying and then now I'm on head down flying. So it's it's like the progress for me is what's fun. Have you gone skydiving? Never. Right, would you? Literally tomorrow. My oh. mom, don't tell my mom though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would love to though. Have you? Yeah. And my mom, as I was leaving, because I didn't tell her because I knew she'd panic, she yep. said, I'm not giving you my blessing. And we left and she like texted me and she was crying. She's like, I'm so sorry. That shouldn't have been the last thing I said to you. Oh. <laughs> because she didn't want me to do it, which was like completely understandable. Yeah. And so she thought by saying that you would be like, nah, but instead you were like, all right. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean, I already paid. I got to go. Yeah. So what's your day to day like now? My day to day now? Um, it's, it's a little all over the place. I think that's something that's interesting about my life and careers. It's never, never two days are the same. I work out every day. That is like the one thing that gives me consistency. So normally I will wake up, I'll work out, 
Um, and then work for me is priority. So whatever I have for that day takes priority. Normally it's either music in the recording studio, um, podcast, uh, if there's a TV show going on, like TV shows kind of come in spurts where it'll be like weeks at a time and then, um, off and then weeks at a time and then off. So it just kind of depends. Uh, and then with my free time, I either will go indoor skydiving or surfing. Oh, so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you just got a new surfboard. I literally took up surfing like three days ago, and it's my new thing. Where do you do it? <laughs> um, we went to Venice, and then we went to, I've done it once in Venice, once in, oh my God, where did we go that day? Marina Del Rey, and then today I'm going to go to Malibu. What do the other surfers see when they see you <laughs> out there? Um, well, there's this like really sweet dude. So I have a really great, um, surf instructor. Um, he was, he was a surf instructor for years and now he doesn't do it anymore, but he's teaching me how, um, I met him through Tyler Cameron, who was also on special forces. And so he's helping me learn how, and the other surfers out there are like, you almost got it. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> it's so, hard. Yeah. I yeah. went a couple of times and I, I, I got like one. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. But you grew up in the public eye. Would you ever go incognito to try and avoid being noticed? I've tried. I really have. And it doesn't work. It's kind of gnarly. Um, I've tried a couple times. I've tried going to the airport incognito. I've tried going to dinner incognito. And it like it almost makes it worse. Because like, a celebrity incognito is like, put a hoodie up and sunglasses on. And then people are like, oh, that person looks like a celebrity. And then they're trying to figure it out. And then they figure it out. But my voice also tends to give me away right yeah oh wow with the paparazzi how does that work do they does do they get a tip and then they come to you um it depends sometimes paparazzi get a tip um for me most of the time what happens is they camp outside the edge of my neighborhood because there's a few celebrities that live in my neighborhood and so then they'll wait for us to drive out and then your sneaky car yeah, my car is has my face plastered all over it. So like, ah, there she is. But um, like Jason Derulo lived by me for a minute. Addison Ray lived by me for a minute. There's a rapper. Um, I don't know his name, but he lives right by me. So we all kind of, you know, get hit by it. Does your car ever draw unwanted attention? It taught me how to be a super defensive driver. It taught me how to be a really good driver. Um, because I have to deal a lot with people swerving into me or like trying to like get up to the next to the side of me and then videoing and. It's a lot, but uh, I don't know. I, I guess I've never really driven normal cars, but it's it's kind of convenient because everybody lets me in. You know, it's like, it, it helps. It works in your favor. Yeah. Oh, wow. What's dating like at the level of celebrity that you're at? Because you obviously have to be so protective. <laughs> Is it? It's really tough. My, my dad yesterday was like, anyone can find love if they just look for it. And I was like, show me where, dad. I was like, I've been looking and I still am. Um... Uh, it's, it's hard. I've had two serious girlfriends. Um, I had a boyfriend for a time that, that was, that was like, that was cute. Like a cute little silly relationship of, had two serious relationships. One person in the industry, one person not in the industry. It's hard to navigate. Um, you know, my whole life has been in front of the world. And so I'm okay with my life being in front of the world. I'm okay with sharing everything about my life. But once I'm in a relationship with somebody it's like now it's their life too that maybe they didn't ask for this you know what I mean so it's it's tough it's complicated um I try to be really considerate of the significant other in the situation to kind of feel out their vibe and feel how public their vibe is um but I've been I've been off the dating scene for a hot minute and I uh, 
I don't know. It's weird. I kind of just had to like step back in. This was in like December, January and be like, all right, you know what? This isn't for me right now. Like we're just going to wait. And I've tried to like force a few relationships back then. And I was like, nah, this isn't right. Like I just need to like really wait until someone naturally is in my life that I naturally am drawn to that naturally falls for me that I naturally fall for and go from there. What's the pros and cons of dating in the industry versus a non-industry person? Yeah. Um, for me, dating in the industry, it comes with that person understands what it's like going out and having people stare, what it's like, you know what I mean? Like, they get that. And on the flip side, they are like, if I'm like, hey, like, want to make this TikTok, they're down. But then on the flip side, it can turn into like, mm, why are we making so many TikToks together? You know what I mean? And from both ends, you know, like from me making so many TikToks with them to them making so many TikToks with me. Um, uh, dating not in the industry, the thing for me that's hardest is they, it's not, they have a whole other life that's private. And I feel like, like I went through this specifically with my first girlfriend. Um, she was always very good with the internet. Like she was, she was never, never made me feel like I was putting her on the internet too much or too less. Like we had a really good dynamic that she was comfortable with. I was comfortable with, and there was never anything that was like off or wrong. Um, but I just never wanted her to feel like she was, because the internet's brutal. The internet's hard and the internet's tough. And so I never wanted her to feel like she didn't want it, but I forced it on her. Because, like, the reality of it is, is, like, my life is so public and, like, people do want to know everything. So even if I hide it, they will search for it and search for it. And there's sneaky pictures that people will take and post, you know? And so it's it's unavoidable uh, on, on a scale, you know? And so I was always very protective of that with her. Um... But it's it's just it's not their life, and I don't want to force that on them because it can seem fun and glorious. You know what I mean? Like you can see a social media person and be like, "Wow, they have it all," you know. And you can see somebody that has social media money and be like, "Wow, they can do whatever they want." But you don't see what comes with it. You know what I mean? It's 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 tough. It's glorious on the outside, but it's tough on the inside. Growing up at such a young age, it was really hard to navigate that. I feel like. It was. It's interesting. It's kind of all I know because um, I started, I did my first TV show when I was nine and it was a reality TV show. And so, I mean, I was a nine-year-old with Instagram. You're not supposed to be till you're 13, but my mom ran it and, you know, we did the thing and my mom did run it, I guess, for a minute. But uh, yeah, it just, I think I was lucky I didn't become an overnight sensation, you know, like someone like Charlie D'Amelio woke up not in one day but like very quickly within a few months like became the most famous person in the world and I think that's tough because by the time you know she was probably 16 or 15 like she had lived a whole life you know she remembered what she went through I don't really remember what I went through at eight you know what I mean and I like kind of slowly rose to where I am now um but I wouldn't change it you know I can like I don't remember what life was like before fame but I remember that I don't like it better you know what I mean I feel like you were one of the first kids who really blew up on the internet. Totally. So you didn't have anyone to kind to of guide. Yeah, there was no path. Yeah, yeah no. And you made the path. Thank you. It's I literally I just got out of a meeting uh, with my record label, and I was like, the kids in ten years are thanking us because it's it's true. It's like no one has gone from like a reality kid star, social media influencer, YouTuber 
driven by themselves to a, a, a recording artist, a, a performer, adult, you know, like Britney and Justin and Christina Aguilera paved the way being on Disney when they were kids on Mickey Mouse Club to like becoming an adult star. They paved the way for Miley and Selena and Demi. You know what I mean? And now it's like, like Olivia Rodrigo is a great example. Like she also followed in that way. She was a Disney kid and she followed that. You know what I mean? Like it's very, that path has been proven. This path, however, is brand new. And there are so many social media kids that are so talented and so young and like you can tell they have star quality like um little mini jake paul titus and um titus is freaking adorable and like everly lebrant you know what i mean or or, or sudas i don't know which last name she has um but yeah is she like those kids are going to follow this path and so it's 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 tough to navigate now this transition into adulthood but it's it's kind of fun you know what i mean it's like no one's done it so it's like what what if you gotta just Try it. <laughs> right. And I think you did it in such an incredible way, too, because you have it in a more challenging aspect where you have to show your personal side where all those Disney people were told what to share. Yeah. And it was like they were they were a character. So then when they transitioned out, it was like, oh, well, this is the real me. You know what I mean? Like Olivia Rodrigo was not who she was on Bizarre Vark or High School Musical, the musical, the series like she is. Olivia Rodrigo and she got to show that side of her but for me it's like all right you've seen me my whole life not been a character I'm still not a character I won't ever be a character but like this is me as an adult question mark like it's 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 so confusing do you see a lot of your audience is the same as when you first started have they carried up on and grew up with you and like kind of grown up with me yeah it's really cool but it's it also and this is a thing too that's very new is the younger generation now the kids that are just turning two three and four are just discovering my youtube and because youtube's out there for forever and like my kids music is always going to be out there and so they're just discovering boomerang and like my my best friend's little babies literally will say jojo bobo show show i want to watch jojo bobo show show and they want to watch they're saying they want to watch the jojo and bobo show show which is an animated series that I had when I was a kid, and they're not even two yet, you know? And so it's it's, it's crazy to me that, like, the people that were eight when I was 14, you know, are now 14 and I'm now 20, you know what I mean? Like, we're all aging up together and they're following with me. Um, and then there's the Dance Moms fan base that's, like, all the teenagers that are now 20-something, you know? It's, it's like, all demographics. It's crazy. You Speaking of your music video, Boomerang. Yeah. Have you seen that it's sitting at 980 million views? It's gnarly. It's like, I mean, any day it's going to hit a billion, which is crazy. Um, What does that feel like? You know, it's sort of unbelievable. When we released it, it got like 50,000 views on the first day. And we were like, sick. And then it got like 200,000 the next day. And we were like, oh my God. (laughs) Then the next day it had like 100,000 more. And we were like, wow, this is crazy. Then all of a sudden day like three or four or five, it just was like, Three million. We were like, what? And then it was like 11 million. And it just like soared. And I mean, I think why that makes me so happy is because the song shares such a positive, good message. And it shares something that's important. I think it's relatable. But never would I have imagined that it would do what it did. It's crazy. Wow. Do you remember recording it? I do. We like the song, the song or the video or both? Uh, Both. Both. So like the song 
my God, we recorded that song probably 14, 15 times, and it went through like six massive revamp versions and lyric changes, and it took like a year to do. Um, then the video, I do remember filming the video. It was a very fun day. It was a long day. I sobbed when we rapped. Like, I was just, I, my best friends were in the video. It was just so fun. Like, I never experienced something like that. And then it just, I don't know. I just, I miss it. Like, it was so fun. That's awesome. How much of your schedule now do you dictate versus? I am? Yeah. Psycho with my schedule. Like, I, I, anybody can add anything to my schedule, to my calendar. doesn't, I don't care. But I literally have, like, all right, 7.30 wake up, 7.45 brush teeth, 8 o'clock breakfast, 9 o'clock workout, 9.30 shower, or like 10.30 shower. I work out for a hot minute a day. 10.30 shower, 11 o'clock get ready, 12 o'clock eat lunch. Like I like very much so schedule out my day every day before I fall asleep. And it just keeps me on track. But uh, yeah, everyone kind of just like throws things into my schedule. I'm like, okay. Do you leave a certain point of your day as like free time where you can kind of just do whatever? No, I kind of just like hope for the best. You know what I mean? And like right now I'm in a phase where I have a lot of free time. Like I'm like very flexible with my schedule, can pretty much do fun things whenever I want. Um, It's a I'm in a really cool phase of life. That's awesome. Thank you. Was there pressure for you to to grow up and kind of move on versus stay a kid and keep things going? Um, not not too bad. Um, Not really. No, everyone kind of followed my lead like my team always followed my lead no one ever forced anything on me I think once I hit like 17 18 there was a point in time for like the year that I was 17 where I was like "Mm, I'm gonna wear my hair like in a high middle pony at home and then like when I post stuff I'll do a side pony like I knew that like that's who I was but I just like wasn't so into it as like I used to be um well I'm getting a phone call let me just oh yeah grab it no, let me just mute it so that oh. way it, my ADHD is like, hey, no, you need to mute that. Um, anyways, but, you know, I don't really feel like I was ever forced to do anything or forced to grow up or forced to stay young. Kind of just was, like, natural. So I feel like people say they feel bad for you, but when I look yeah. at you from someone who's on both sides, I feel like you kill it. Thank you. Um, yeah, it cracks me up when people say that they feel bad for me. There's... I think I just don't know what life would be like without everything that I've done. You know what I mean? And like, of course, my life comes with hardships and it's come with a lot of lessons learned. But I have such a good life, such good friends, such good family. Like, I I don't know. I have my dream life. That's incredible. Thank you. Can we talk about your YouTube channel? Let's do it. Oh, my gosh. That, that old thing. Oh, my gosh. It's been a minute. So at the height of it, how involved in the editing idea process were you? All on my own. Really? Yeah. Did you edit it yourself? Everything. People get shocked when I tell them this. So for a point in time, I had a cameraman come over. Um, He was great. He would film with me and occasionally he would edit things, but I always just preferred to edit it myself. Like if I was too overwhelmed or like on tour, for example, that was like a time when like I could not take the time to edit. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app and that it truly immersifies you in the language that you want to learn. 
Maybe you have an upcoming international trip or you want to connect with a family or a friend. I know a lot of people who want to learn a new language just to pick up a new hobby. I can personally attest to this as I used Rosetta Stone when I went to Italy for my honeymoon. It helped me brush up on the Italian that I learned back in school and I was able to get through the land and speak the native language. It made it so much more fun, plus my wife loved it. They're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language. Plus, there's lifetime membership and access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off that language learning. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language learning courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's the Joe Guarantee. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking we could pull one of the best autographs in the game, but guess what? With zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. What I love is the display of the available cards, the hit rates, and the grading. Arena is a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying. And with Arena Club Slab Packs, they're revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash lightweights. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, go to arenaclub.com slash lightweights for 10% off your first purchase. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Videos, I had him edit them. Um, But when it was like peak me doing YouTube, I was uploading 10 days a week, three on my main channel, seven on my vlog channel. And I, yeah, came up with everything on my own edited everything on my own, uploaded everything on my own, filmed sometimes everything on my own. Sometimes I'd have camera guy come over, um, everything. I look back and I'm like, how did I do that at 15? Like, that's crazy. And like, at the time, I never felt like, oh, I'm only 14 or 15 or 16. I was like, oh my God, I'm so old. I'm 14, 15 and 16. Like, I'm I'm, I'm an adult. Like, this is what I, now though I'm 20 and I look back at like, 14 and I'm like what you're crazy like it's it's crazy to think what I did did you have all those ideas flushed out or was it kind of wake up and see what comes your way I was very prepared like I would I would have spurts she's calling yeah take it, take I it. always answer a phone call hey I'm filming that podcast what's up no it's just my mom I have a rule where if somebody facetimes me it's like like hey what's up 
But if someone phone calls me, every, like, important person knows in my life, like, call me and I will answer. And it was a phone call, so I was make make sure. Um, but with YouTube, I would, I would um, come up with, like, 50 ideas at once. And I'd write them all down, and then I wouldn't come up with any for three months. You know what I mean? Like, I would just come up with them and then come up with them and then... And sometimes stuff would happen with, like, vlogging, and I would just kind of, like, roll with the punches. And, like, if something happened, I'd go with it, and I'd save my idea that I was going with for the next day. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a, a, a point in time where YouTube kind of deactivated all the sponsorships for kids. Yeah. Did you get affected by that? Oh, yeah. So What happened? So me, me and Ryan Toy Review, Ryan's Toy Review, were, like, the two main examples of it. Um and I don't know Ryan's situation, but my situation was it was me. Like, I I was doing it. I loved doing it. Um, I had done YouTube. So, like, you know this, but for, for, for anybody that might not, the way that YouTube money works is you can either make money through Google AdSense and just kind of like YouTube does it, or you can have, uh, oh, my gosh, what was it called? Uh, uh, MCN. And that was kind of like like awesomeness TV or, or, or different MCNs would put ads on your channel for you. Um and I did it both ways. Like, I was with YouTube for just a time, and then I was with uh, MT MCN for a minute, and it was great. I mean, YouTube financially was, you could live off of it very, very well, and it was it was awesome. And then all of a sudden, one day, they were like, oh, kids are being forced to make YouTube videos. Parents are taking all the money. Kids can't make money anymore if you're going to be on YouTube. And I do get it because that is the case in in a lot of situations i mean anybody really that i've worked with kid wise has is not in that position like i make sure that the people that i work with people that all you know help promote help grow our healthy families um but i have seen that in a lot of families out there and so they tried to make an example of me and of of Ryan, and I can't speak for Ryan because I don't know his situation, but for me, I was like, "What the heck?" Because one day, I mean, I went from making a chunk of money on YouTube to literally not a penny, and like videos would get deactivated, and then YouTube added the whole thing of, "Is this made for kids or not?" And then you had to say if it was made for kids, and if it was made for kids, you could not make a penny off of it. So because there's 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 two laws. There's, you can't advertise to kids without them knowing, and you can't be a kid making money and your parents taking it, essentially. Um, and so they shut everything off for all kid creators and shut everything off. If you had a kid in your video, if you even said the word kid, it would be like no money. Um, and so for a time, I was like, you know what? Like, I love doing YouTube. It's the reason why I am who I am today. Like, I didn't, the money I didn't necessarily care about you know what I mean I just like making the content um but for for a second it got like super unmotivating because I was like what the heck like you're doing it's a lot of work YouTube is so much work um but at the end of the day like I just realized like nah I just love doing it and like I don't know it, it's it's we got we got through it and now YouTube's figured out some better laws I think we've paved the way for kids now I saw they're adding something that like there, there's now like labor laws for kids on social media as there should be you know like back in the day um I don't know if you know what a Coogan account is but there's like Hollywood has laws for kids where 15% of every penny you make has to go into a Coogan account and you get that money when you're 18 so that way your parents if they were bad could not take all your money you would have that trust fund saved for you 
Um, there's hours on how long, laws on how long you can work. There's laws on how many days you can work. There's laws on what you can do, what you can't do. And so I think it's cool that they're regulating that for social media now. But yeah, damn, that was a long tangent. <laughs> was the Coogan account, did that take effect with you? Yeah, so the Coogan account came into existence maybe like like 30 years ago. Like Coogan account has been around for a hot minute. Um, and so for me, everything, 15% of every penny I ever made went into my Coogan account. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so Fascinating cool. when I turned 18 to be like, wow, that's what I did as a child. That was, it was gnarly. It just hits your account? Yeah, or um, it just becomes accessible to you? It just becomes, yeah. And like only I can get that money out. So only the child essentially who turns the adult can touch that money. Right. Um, and then, I mean, you can do whatever you want with it, but it was really cool for me to like be like, wow, if this is 15% of everything, what did I actually make? I mean, it was it was, uh, it was was a really cool like achievement to be like, shit, I did that from 9 to 18. Like, wow. Good Thank for you. you. Thank you. That's sick. Thank you. What was your comment section like? <sighs> cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, YouTube wasn't bad because YouTube, YouTube for kids didn't have comments anyways for a minute. Um, and, and what kids are, are going to comment on a video. So occasionally I'd get hate, but like, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that I couldn't handle. Um, when I did the mass singer, I got a lot of hate. People did not like me on the mass singer. And where did you get that from? Instagram? Twitter. Twitter. Twitter was really bad for me there. Um, but then people, I mean, people got over it and there was more people that loved it than hated it. Um, then once I started, so it was COVID 2020, I was, I was like a Musical.ly girl. Like, Musical.ly was my gig. And then Musical.ly switched to TikTok. And I was like, nah, it's not for me. Like, I just, like, never, I didn't jump on the bandwagon. Then I was on tour, and my best friend at the time was into it. And I was like, nah, still not for me. But, like, haha, this is funny. Like, what are these filters? You know what I mean? And then come 2020, you know, I think everybody and their brother was like, oh, what's TikTok? And so then I was like, okay, like, I'll join TikTok. And then, like, occasionally I'd do brand deals, and I'd be like, Hey, Musical.ly or TikTok, whatever this thing is now. Like, I, like, kind of, like, made shit of it, you know? Um, and then in 2020, I really, like, was like, you know what? I'm going to do TikTok. I'm going to take this seriously. So I started to take it seriously, and I was um, seven, 17, 16? I was 16, almost 17. And I started doing TikTok, and that is when the hate got explosive. Um, and I then was like, all right fine lean into it you're gonna hate on me i'm gonna hate on myself and i yeah i I leaned into it and if somebody said my hairline was bad that was something that people always love to say i'd do a video where i pulled my hair super tight to like make them say it more or they said i dressed like a baby i'd put even more of a baby outfit on you know what i mean like i'd really lean in and then people were like oh you know what i mean like this is kind of fun you know um, and then I did a video where I like didn't dress baby and I like curled my hair and I put it down and it was that song that's like, hey, 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 no, dude, you gotta go like, like, hey, and then it was like, hey. and I did that TikTok and the world was like, whoa, anyways, um, and then, uh, when I came out, all the people that hated me were like, wait, she's a damn good role model. And I was like, thank you. And they were like, cause I came out when I was 17. And so they were like, she has this young demographic and she is teaching them essentially to be themselves and like really leading that by example and like 
I mean, supporting the LGBTQ community is one thing, and being open about your own sexuality is another thing, and then being public about it in the way that I was with the demographic that I was was something that no one had done yet. I mean, I remember Dove Cameron reached out to me when I first came out and was like, unbelievable. Like, she was so supportive, um, but she was like, I am so proud of you for doing what you just did. Like, it, it's... I don't know. It just like it was. It was just something that nobody had done yet. You know what I mean? And I, it's. I always said my life was just like based off of who I who I am. Like I never planned anything or or try to like come up with a next step. It just was like this is me, and I'm not gonna hide this now. You know what I mean? Was there hesitation for you to come out to the public like that? It was so gradual. It was wild. I um. There's like little, there's like three beats that happen. So I always told myself like, hey, if I fall in love with a girl one day, great. If I fall in love with a boy one day, great. Like, and I, I still pretty much feel like that. I mean, I think I'm, if I had to like, to, 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 to say essentially my sexuality, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm a lesbian. But never say never. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know the future. I can't predict the world. But like where I'm at right now, um, that's where I'm at. And so... Back in the day, though, I was like, whatever happens, happens. And then I fell in love with a girl who was my best friend, and she was gay, and I knew that. And my parents asked me, they were like, what would you do if, like, she tried to kiss you? And I was like, oh, she would never. But in my head, I was like, I kind of like it. And then I was like, shit, like, I know what that means, you know what I mean? Not that it's a bad thing, but I was like, maybe I am gay. Um. Anyway, so then we... Uh, fell in love. I told her that I had a crush on her. She was the first person that I ever told, like, I think I might be bisexual. I think I have a crush on a girl. But, like, I've had crushes on boys, so, like, I'm probably bisexual. Um, But it was her who I had a crush on. She was the first girl that I ever admitted it to. And ended up, we we kissed. She became my girlfriend, yada, yada, yada. And then I, um, there's this TikTok house called the Pride House, and I, I... They've been my very good friends for years because they're a part of the dance world. So I've known them since I was like eight. And we did a TikTok together and they didn't know. This was like very new. Like I had kissed a girl like for the first time a week ago. And we all were hanging out and I wanted to tell them. But I didn't know how. Like I hadn't come out to anybody but my family yet then. And we did this TikTok. They wanted to do one that was like to the song, um, Ain't It Fun, Ain't It Fun, Ain't It Now You're One of Us. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. So we did it. And then the whole world was like, this is JoJo coming out. Like, oh, my God. And the Pride House texted me, and they were like, we're so sorry. Like, we don't want to put this on you. Like, we didn't think of this. Like, and I was like, no, no, it's fine. Like, it's true. I was like, I just got to figure out what I want to do with it. And they were like, oh, my God, congratulations. Like, they had no idea. And so then people were kind of speculating. And so then I posted a TikTok to the song Born This Way. And people didn't know, again, if that was me, like, feeding into it or, like, coming out, you know? And then one night I was, because I was like, I got to like confirm, deny, or like tease. And I ended up going with tease. And then one night I was on FaceTime very late with my girlfriend. And I had posted the picture um, wearing a t-shirt, best gay cousin ever, on my close friend's story three days before um, to come out to all my close friends. Just be like, whatever. They all knew anyways. You know, like everybody knew. Um, And then I was on FaceTime. It was like three in the morning. And I was like, I want to put this on my real story. And she was like, do it. And I was like, okay. And I like hit set. And then I fell asleep. Woke up the next day and was like... You fell asleep after that? Yeah, it was like... It was just like so natural. I was just like... Game on, 
post, like, I don't know, I tweeted it and I put it on my story and called it a day. Like, oh my God. I have so much anxiety anytime I do anything. Yeah. I, like, I have to stare at my phone for the next 30 minutes to make sure I didn't like leave something in. You would think like you, like now looking back, I see that and I'm like, if that was me now, I'd like keep refreshing. I'd keep like, are people okay with this? Like, I don't know. Yes. I'd like overanalyze it. And I think like, I'm really lucky that at that point in my life, I was just like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Like it is what it is. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, at the time again, like I didn't feel like, oh, I'm young. I have a young demographic. I'm coming out like this, this like corporations are telling me this is a bad thing. Like I shouldn't do this at the time. I was just like, yeah, this is, this is me. Like, I don't care what anyone's saying. I don't care how old I am post. And like, now I look back and I'm like, damn kid, you did that. And I'm like, I'm so proud that I did and that I didn't hide it and that I didn't try to make it a bad thing or something that I should have been ashamed of because you shouldn't be you know what I mean and it, it's such a thing of today like people are and it's very hard for people to come out and it, it's it's tough like the world still isn't accepting and still isn't very welcoming and it, it's gotten better but at the same time it's gotten worse you know and so to look back and see the position that I was in to see what I did and how I just sent it was just like damn that's like it's wild for me to think that I did that three years ago. Again. Thank you. You posted with Born This Way, who is by Lady Gaga, who my you favorite. love. Oh, my favorite. Did that get her attention? The Born This Way thing, I don't think it did. Really? Um, but I, I, I've, I've had... So Lady Gaga and I, we have the same choreographer, Richie Jackson, who is incredible. And he has had conversations with her about me that he's played middleman from. I mean, there's been days where he will run back and forth from rehearsals, from my rehearsal to her rehearsal to my rehearsal to her rehearsal. He'll literally, um, and and but no, we've never had like any real interaction. Isn't that wild? Yeah, you would think. My cut, my, my dad's cousin wrote her first EP. So if you Google my name, it comes up that I produced Lady Gaga's album. Stop it! Yeah, you did. Take yeah. the credit. I know. I did. Um, I was at someone's book tour, and some guy came up. He's like, "How was the black and white era?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You know, Gaga." I'm like, "Oh, that wasn't me." <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, listen, go with it, roll with it, own it. Now I have to. So with your YouTube channel, yeah, you privated some of your videos. I did. And now it is not a JoJo Siwa channel anymore. No, I switched it over to my girl group. Um, Who ex- you manage? Yeah, manage. We created. Um, we we develop. We invest in them. Um, so, so proud of these kids. Uh, they're awesome. So hardworking. So talented. Um, and yeah, I mean, my demographic that watches that channel is that same demographic that I want to be introduced to XOMG pop and so the smartest decision for us was like hey let's make this for them you know we already have it there the fan base is already there like let's put all their stuff here as well and it's it's been great who is us when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Mom. Whoa. Yeah. Is that, who's in your, your core inner circle? Friend-wise or team-wise? Team-wise. Team-wise. So team-wise, I have, oh gosh. So it's, my mom is like right-hand man. Um, and On I, all the decisions, everything, everything business, JoJo Siwa-wise. Literally everything. Yeah. Everything from what I wear to what comes out first to everything. Um, and then I have a manager who's great. I have a brand deal manager who's great. And then I have my label. I have my PR company. I have my um, agent. Is the PR company yours or? No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. The PR company is uh, Metro, Metro PR. Um, Kat is my publicist's name. She's great. Um, oh, God, I know. I, I mean, I have like my security team. I have my. I don't really have like a social media team. I have my brand deal manager, but I do all my social media. Who does your merchandising and licensing? So that is currently through Nickelodeon, except for of a few carve outs, um, uh, uh, like like Pride March. I was able to do my own Pride March. So this was all me. My company did all this. And um, that you're selling on TikTok now. TikTok shop. Yep, you know it. Yeah. So that's all me. It's run out of my own studio. Like we have all that done. My dad actually is the one that like pretty much physically makes the clothing. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a little family business. What are some of the biggest items that brands have sent you over the years? Ooh. I've been gifted a motorcycle, which was nuts. Oh my god, that's sick. Um Oh gosh, there's been so much. Um Casetify is always awesome whenever they have like when a new phone comes out, they'll always gift like a phone and I the love cases. It. They that... made this one. Really? Yeah, it's me and my oh, wife. Oh, cute. So sweet. Um I got a Casetify too. They're the best. Except for I, I covered the lion with a pop socket so I could have my wallet. Um, <laughs> uh, Case Defies, great. Royal Caribbean has sent me on a few trips, which has been amazing. They're such a fun brand to work for and with. Um, Super 73 bike gifted me a few bikes back in the day. That's cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I don't know. There's been a lot of good ones. I'd probably say my favorite was Royal Caribbean, though. I like the experiences. That's sick. Yeah. How do you view your relationship with your fans? Ooh, um, they are the reason that I get to do what I love. You know, I think that they are so special to me. They are so, they're awesome. You know, like I, I, I love getting to meet them. I love meeting them if it's like a meet and greet setting or if it's like out on the street. You know, it's, it's cool. It's fun to hear everyone's story. I think something that's crazy to me about meeting fans is like, they're all so similar, but every single experience is unique. You know, like everyone comes up to you and says, oh, my God, I love you so much. Oh, my God, Jojo, can I take a picture with you? Like the amount of times I've heard that is insane. But somehow everyone is a little unique. Everyone's voice, the way they look, the way they scream, the way that everyone's just like a little different. It's cool. As the queen of social media. Oh, my God. Honored. The most Snapchat views in a 24-hour period. Isn't that wild? How many views? 600, over 600. 611 million. Over 600 million. There's the words. That's insane. Yeah. Isn't that wild? 24 hours. It, I mean, lightning just struck. It was, it was, I was in the algorithm perfect. Clickbait was perfect. It just, the content was perfect. It was just enough. Like, it was crazy. What? 
How much merchandising and licensing do you have? Do you know how many products oh. your name is actually on? I, I no, no, thousands. Um, bows alone, there's over eight thousand different styles of JoJo bow. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, there's I can tell you the categories. I know most of the categories. So there's like. There's apparel, there's bedding, there's home goods, there's toys, there's electronics, there's books, there's music, albums, album covers, there's video games, there's um, uh, 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 like uh, food and beverage. Um, are you ever walking down the aisles? Supplies. Of, are you ever walking down the aisles of Target and you're surprised that you see your face on something? All the time. All the time. All the time. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know you know there's so much out there that I don't know everything that's out there and I'll be like looking at the watches to buy my cousin a Minnie Mouse watch and I'll be like oh there's a Jojo one you know what I mean and they'll be like oh you're getting the Jojo one you ain't getting the Minnie Mouse one love you Minnie but nah yeah Uh, at what age did you say you started everything eight so I was nine when I did my first tv show so nine and then at what age did you start growing your financial team to realize you were really onto something I mean, it was gradual. We released JoJo Bows when I was 13 or 12, and Boomerang came out right around my 13th birthday, May so two days before my 13th birthday. Um, so, yeah, like like 13. How many bows have you sold? Over 90 million, I think, is the number now. No way. 90 million? Isn't that wild? Unreal. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. What merchandising has surprisingly generated you the most income? Obviously the bows, but is there anything else that really blew up? Toys. Toys. Dolls? Yeah, the dolls, the JoJo singing dolls. um, The world loved, the world loves them. Do you still have that giant room with all your merch? We have it now. We have a big warehouse with all of it in it because it just got too much and too much in the house and too much with it coming to the house. So we have a place where we put it all. But there's, I mean, there's probably 30 or 40 different singing dolls. Is that something special for you that you just want to hold on to everything? It is, especially all the apparel. I save all the teensy tiny apparel so that way when I have a baby one day I can put them in it. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I know, I'm so excited. How many kids do you want? So many. Um, <laughs> uh, I want a football team. <laughs> yeah, I want, no, I want, I think like three to four. So I guess that's not too many. Um, I don't know. I really, right now, I've gone through phases. I've, I've like... I right now though I am in a three kid phase. I want three kids, and I want two. I want twin boys that are absolute shits. Like I want the like funniest, naughtiest little boys running through the mud. Yep, like burning they, up chicken nuggets. Yep, like surfer dudes, <gasps> baseball, like soccer. Like they just do everything. They play instruments, but they are just like shit so you know what i mean like i have to go in their room at 11 p.m at night and be like yo maxel turn off the guitar like we are sick of hearing you try to do the bohemian rap city guitar solo like relax you know what i mean and then i want the most perfect precious little girl like angel baby that would do no wrong like i want i want like the contrast i think of two twin boys and one little girl that's just like mama's girl what activities would you try to enroll them in okay they can pick whatever of they course, want. Whatever they love the most. I whatever they pick, they will either be in the Olympics, they will be the best. Like if you are expressing it by the time they are four, they have to pick. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. But 
like if we're playing with soccer balls when we're four, we are going to the World Cup. <laughs> if we decide we're a gymnast at age four, no changing to dance. We're sticking with gymnastics and we're going to the Olympics. Like we is, we're going to the Super Bowl if we're doing football. Like we're, um, I don't know. I really think I want to be a baseball mom. I love baseball. I think I. Uh, Who's your team? Mm, I'm a Cubs. I'm a Cubs. Really? Fan. Yeah. Are you from Chicago? From Nebraska. So okay. that's kind of like the like not the closest, but like the like yeah. main one when you're there. Um, I really I love indoor skydiving. You know this, and I love it as a sport. And there's competitions. I want to raise a team. I want to take my kid and her friends or his friends or their friends and um, raise. I, I have the team name already. They're going to be called the Tunnel Tots. And I want them to be like five years old and just shredding in the tunnel. Chest out, so much confidence. Yep, just shredding. <gasps> Your house was robbed. Yes. They took designer bags. <sighs> what feeling of that violation is still with you now? Uh, I mean... I don't know. I think so much of my life has been so public and so out there that like I am lucky that I wasn't home, but I like just see it and I just like think it's like a video. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't think I've been able to fully process like strangers with weapons came into my house, stole my things and ran out and went through it. Like the thought that someone touched my things makes me a little more angry than the fact that they took them. Like we always have this joke because our house we get. We have a lot, and we rotate things a lot, and so we have this joke that, like, if someone was robbed, we'd be like, please, come in. What do you want? Like, please be my guest. That's a joke, obviously. Please don't. But, like, to think that they, like, went through it and rummaged is just, like, that gets me. Um, I sleep with uh, a bear spray by my bed. and You do? With a baseball bat. Is that after the robbery? Um, the bear spray's been for a minute now, but the baseball bat in bed with me is after the robbery. Just in case. And I have my choreography. I stand by my bathroom. My family knows do not come into my room because I, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to expose how to get to my room from this video, but, uh, my room, it, it like kind of is a roundabout way to get there. And so like, I can hear someone coming and there's a place I can hide and they would come around the corner and I can defend myself essentially with a baseball bat if I needed to. And so I told my family, if something ever were to happen, do not come in my room. Cause those first footsteps I'm swinging. Yeah. Like, if I need to defend myself and my family, 100%. I got my, I'm ready with my little baseball bat around the corner. I'm ready for them. Do you have your little doggies with you, too? No, they sleep, they sleep downstairs. Um, They have their little home now. Sometimes, uh, Starzy, my puppy, will sneak out and she'll come upstairs by me, but she, she likes to be, she likes, they like their little home. They're a great little defense mechanism, they too. They have a big dog that sleeps out and he sleeps on the stairs and he watches. Like, he's very good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. How do you take care of your body now? My body now? Pfft, I don't. You work out. <laughs> you look great. Thank you. I mean, I take care of it, but I put it through hell <laughs> if that counts as taking care of it. No. Um, I don't know. I'm really active. I work out for like two hours a day. I. What does that look like? So I start every day with a beep test. Anyone who knows what a beep test is is going to think I'm psycho, but I do one every single day. What is it? So you start the treadmill at a one incline and a 5.3 mile per hour pace. Every minute you go up by 0.3. And I every day set a minimum of level 10. I have to do level 10. That's like my warm up. Of running or incline? Of running. Oh, wow. So I, it gets up to an eight speed, 10 minutes straight. Um, yeah, it's anybody who knows like or does a beep test. It's like a soccer thing, I think, or a, a football if you're not from America thing. 
um, if people are like, fuck, it's beep test day. Like, they hate it, but I do it literally every day. And then I'll do muscles. I'll do, like, an ab Pilates moment. And then I'll do uh, a cardio so that the beep test don't count as my cardio. I'll do, like, an incline walk or a Stairmaster or an elliptical or bike or something. Um, and I'll do, like, a 30 to 45-minute cardio. And I'll sing while I do it for stamina training. And then I, I, I love being in water. I used to have the biggest fear of the ocean. Massive fear. I wouldn't go in it. wouldn't go near it. Um, and then I did special forces. And that got me over my fear. Uh, now I love surfing, um, indoor skydiving, massive workout. It's like muscles you never would think you have, you have to use while indoor skydiving. And so that's been good. Um, of course, I dance, I stretch, I eat very healthy. I drink an insane amount of water, you know. Can you share what Special Forces is? I can, I can. So Special Forces um, is a TV show that I just got done filming. Um, but I need to explain before I talk about it. If I say selection, that means TV show. And if I say recruits, that means cast. So, because it's, when we're there, you're conditioned to not ever think it's a TV show. You you don't think it's a TV show, so you, you're... You're in selection, and then uh, like the the other people that are there, there are the recruits. Um, anyway, so it's it's basically military special forces training tasks challenges for up to eight days straight. So you can VW at any point, which is voluntarily withdrawn. You can quit. You can get medically pieced out, and the medic can say you're done. Or the DS, which they don't do the directing staff. They don't really do this, but they can be like, you're out of here and like physically take your armband off of you. Um, so it's eight days and you live military style. You eat military style. You shit military style. It is like we were in New Zealand, so we were in the cold. And it was like, I mean, the stuff that we did, there's there's a few things that I can like talk about because they've, they've shown it on trailers. Um, we had to do a helicopter submersion where we were in freezing water and you're in a helicopter and you have to go under the water. The helicopter lowers about 30, 40 feet. You have to get yourself out and you have to, you have to wait for it to hit the bottom. You have to get yourself out and you have to get yourself up and you have to say that you're okay. But you go so deep that like the pressure collapses you and the cold water, you start to hyperventilate. And so it's, so really, it's a lot of mental and uh, and a physical. It's it is like nothing I've ever done before. It changed my life. It's given me so much gratitude for life. It's given me so much gratitude for our military and for, I mean, this this stuff that soldiers and Marines and SEALs and and everyone goes through is is crazy. Do you have to head out? No, 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 no. That's, oh, okay. that's my gratitude alarm. Oh, gracious. <laughs> so every day at noon, I have an alarm that goes off. This has been now, today's the two-year anniversary of it, actually, of the gratitude alarm. Um, every day at noon, it goes off, and I say what I'm grateful for. And it's something that I love to pass on to others, because I, first day I did it, my Dancing with the Stars partner um, got me into it literally two years ago. Today's our, it's our anniversary. Um, but she got me into it. And the first day, she was like, what are you grateful for? And I was like, oh, you know, like family, the earth, um, food and water, roof over my head, friends, um, being able to work. Like, it's not all the things I'm grateful for. And I was like, and what about you? And she was like, mm, I'm grateful for couches. And I was like, huh. I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something like that. 
And I was like, wow, like this really, it, d- it doesn't have to, you don't have to say like, oh, I'm grateful for the masses that like, you know, you're grateful for. It was like, what small things can I appreciate in life? And so it's my gratitude alarm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a cool thing. It's fun. It's special. And it always goes off at the right time. Yeah. And some days it's a big thing. Some days I'm like, I'm grateful for the earth and trees because I can breathe. And some days I'm like, yeah, I'm grateful for phone chargers. You know, just like the most random things that you like really are grateful for, but you just never, you never appreciate pillows and couches. What are you grateful for now? In this moment? Okay, it's silly. And it's it's normally something that's like around me, but I'm looking at the protein powders. Oh, yeah? And that's the first thing that's coming to my head is I'm grateful for protein powders because they really are such a great supplement that's helped me achieve goals that I want. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Uh, this is actually my flavor protein. That one is? Yeah, because I lost 21 pounds. So we came out with my, this is my cookies and cream. I love it. Uh, but I love that flavor. What am I grateful for, for now? Man. Thanks. I'm grateful for this room because I think this is so cool that I don't have to leave the house and I can just have people come over and there's a garage. You can like, your car is safe. Yep. We're in a good environment. I have, You're I control here. everything. Yeah. yeah, I love it. That's what I'm grateful for. And for you being here. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. It's a good thing. So back to special forces. Did they reach out to you about being on the show? Yeah, so I found out that I was going to be a part of, um, fucking hell, I was about to say, I found out I was about to be a part of Selection. I found out I was going to be a part of the show in the very end of March. The last day of March, I found out. This year? This year, yeah. And the the show started in uh, end of June. End of June to the top of July. And so I had a long time, but I found out that like some people didn't know until the week before they went like crazy. Yeah. So I had a minute and immediately when I got the email, I was like, yes, because I saw season one and I was like, I want to do this. Like, why was I not cast in season one? Like, this is BS, right? So when I got the season two offer, my mom was like, you're not doing that. And I was like, yes, I absolutely am. She didn't want me to because I mean, it's dangerous. It's you could die out there. Not easily because there's a lot of safety precautions, but you are putting yourself in some of the most dangerous situations you could ever imagine. Ultimately, is that Navy SEAL training? Yeah. So it's, I mean, listen, we cannot physically do everything that the Navy SEALs have to go through. I mean, they would, the DS um, would tell us stories almost daily or nightly about um, different things that they had to do. And they have to do drown proofing. You know, that's something that like, Navy SEALs are not human like they are machines they are beasts um the stories they would tell us you would just listen and be like whoa it's crazy but yeah everything that we did is stuff that they do and because they were the people training you were actually deployed yeah they had 70 I believe it was 71 years of experience between the four of them oh my god crazy right yeah how many other contestants were there so there's, it started with 14 of us. Okay. 14 of us. And currently out now, you're still in it. Yes. Mm. Yes. Hasn't started yet. Hasn't started yet. Hasn't started yet. So yeah, I would hope I'm still in it. <laughs> um, it starts airing on September 25th on Fox. Check it out. Don't miss it. What would you say is the biggest misconception about you? That I am super outgoing. You're I am, not? No. I Are you know, introverted? Right. I'm super introverted. I can be. Yeah. I can be outgoing. I can put it on like nobody's business. I can go out. I can have a ball. But my preferred is to be like with like a few people that I know and just like chill. Yeah. I can just like live and exist and my brain will think about things that I don't need to be like, ah. 
I wanted to ask if you ever take time to appreciate your accomplishments, but you have a gratitude alarm every day. I do have a gratitude alarm. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I look at my past and I like don't think it's me. Like even with special forces now, like in the moment, I remember being like, this is like, how am I doing this right now? You know, I used to just tell myself while we were at selection, I'd just be like, you're in a video game. You're just a player in a video game. Just keep playing the game. You're just a player in a video game. You're a character in a video game. Just keep running. Just keep playing. Like, I literally lived as if I was a, a figure in Call of Duty. Like, that is what I, how I, how I um, kind of took on Special Forces every, every day that I was there. Um, and, like, now I look back at that and I'm like, I did that, but it doesn't even feel like I did. And, like, that's how, like, some of my greatest achievements feel is, like, I look back at them and I'm like, yes, I did it, but it feels more now like I'm just, like, watching someone else do it. It doesn't feel like I, it was actually me, which is crazy because it, it was. I just, like, can't process that it was me. You know what I mean? Do you almost use that to your advantage when you're in uncomfortable situations to disassociate yourself to, like, this person can do it, but I'm not me. Like, this person's going to do it no matter what. Yeah, like, like my body's going to do it, but it's my soul. Um, I mean, I don't think I ever have. I think if I needed to, I could. But I, I don't know. I'm a very in-the-moment person. You know, it's like, I think I'm, I think it's actually that. I think I'm so in the moment that what happens is I, like, forget that there's, like, that this moment's going to pass. You know what I mean? Like, I just, like, soak it all in. Right. Would you say that you have really good intuition to see people's intentions? Yeah. Because you've been, you've been doing this for so many years. And I can tell almost immediately when somebody is genuine or is not. And I don't know. I can, tell, I can tell by the way people talk to me. I can tell by the way what they're interested in about me is a very big sign for me. And what took me a long time to accept is that because of who I am, People's intention with me and becoming my friend and becoming sometimes in a relationship is just going to be different. And that's not a bad thing. I just had to accept that it's going to be different. Like with friendships, like some friendships for me are people are going to have, it's not ill intention. Some people do have ill intention, but some people are just going to have intention that that's their purpose in my life you know what I mean and like for a minute I was like that's awful that shouldn't be like that but then I was like no that's that's just my life you know and like I'm okay with that how much of your own learning and growing is that from versus your mom teaching you that I mean I saw this quote that's like parents also this is their first time living life you know what I mean I think that's a common thing is like we look at our parents and we're like oh they've been doing this their whole life and like they they've done this before but like my mom anybody's mom anybody's dad has not lived September 3rd 2023 you know what I mean like no one's lived that day yet and what that day is going to bring and the challenges that that day is going to bring and so it's it's interesting like my mom is helped guide me for sure and as I've grown into an adult and as I was a kid like she always has known right from wrong more than I have um but at the same time it's a game for both of us to try to figure it out have you ever been tempted with the right and wrong going down the wrong path oh yeah oh yeah Uh, am I allowed to swear on this podcast sure we call it fuck around and find out sometimes to find out you gotta fuck around and it's like the little kid with the saying like you see a stove and you want to touch it it's a pretty light 
and then it's like touch the stove you're gonna get burned any adult will tell the child that but sometimes the child just has to feel it you know what I mean and you have to realize like hey someone older than you knew better than you but you wanted to touch it someone told you not to but you still really wanted to touch it you're gonna fuck around and find out you know what I mean um I don't know it's it's I think as long as no one gets hurt mentally you're gonna get hurt physically in life that's unavoidable whether it's a blister or whether it's a broken arm you're gonna get hurt physically but I think as long as you are doing something that isn't gonna hurt anyone mentally with pure intention sometimes you can hurt people mentally without even knowing that you are um and I've definitely been affected by that like people have hurt me mentally and they didn't even know that they were and I'm sure I've hurt people mentally and that I didn't even know I was um but you learn you know and and life moves on and time keeps moving no matter what and I um I learned this literally because I've I've thought about this but I've said it out loud for the first time earlier today and I was like whoa that makes so much sense to me when people used to ask me what my biggest fear in life was it was failure and then doing special forces whole thing with special forces is there's all these tests and you can pass or fail and if you pass great high five like do you need a high five or if you fail it's like okay move on and it's not like you fail you suck you're out of here it's like you fail can you keep going even though you failed and so that really taught me like hey failure's not not a bad thing if you fail it's what you're gonna what are you gonna do after because the world's gonna keep moving time's gonna keep moving and so Failure is actually like one of my favorite things now because it's like, how can I, how can I do it if I fail? Yeah. It's not how you fail. It's how you recover. That. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Learned that lesson. One of the 52 that I learned on special forces. That's so cool. How much this show affected you? Unreal. Good ways, hard ways. I mean, I've had to deal with a lot since the show I've had. Um, I've had a lot of sleep problems. Um, because of that week? Yeah. For eight days, right? Eight days, yeah. Um, I can't say how long I was there for, but um, up to eight days. Yeah, it it definitely had an effect on me um, in so many positive ways. Um, but, like, we, we have required therapy with a special therapist to do after selection. No matter when you end, everybody has to do it. Um, and, like, the, the, the network and the DS, everybody takes very good care of us. They're all very kind, very nice, um, and very helpful and very supportive and we all have each other but it's crazy like I was like finally on like such a good path like I had fixed all my problems that I had because of it um and like was good was positive and then all of a sudden the trailers came out and I started to have a sleep problem I normally I wake up a few times throughout the middle and I wake up fall back asleep whatever fine but I would wake up and stay awake for hours and and not not having any bad memories or like PTSD moments but just like replaying things in my head and like rehaving conversations in my head that I had there and thinking about the food and thinking about the bathroom and playing middle of the night and playing challenges and playing tasks in my head over and over and over and um I'm grateful because last night yesterday I I, I had one of my uh, required therapy sessions and so I talked to him about it and I told him everything that was going on and he gave me um some recommendations on what to do for sleep and I I, I fell asleep at 8 30 last night and because he was like, you need to listen to your body. And when it gives you this sign, you need to take it seriously. And then you need to do this. And I, I fell asleep at 8.30 and I woke up at 7.30. I was like, all right. I, I had like an hour in the middle of the night where I was awake, but way better than three or four hours. It was great. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So you were having MREs where they make the whole time? 
Oh, no. Oh, what were you Not eating? Not MREs. No, I wish it was MREs. Um, you wish? Yeah. Uh, we, um, the food, the food was, the food was actually kind of fun. Um, depends on who you talk to on the show about how the food was. The food for me was just like, we're either eating or we're not. You know what I mean? That was that was very much so my mentality. And I knew for the things that we were doing, you had to eat. Like you had to get the calories in you essentially. We were definitely in a massive calorie deficit. Um, Do you know how many a day? I mean, I'd say like max 1,500 calories a day. Oh. Like, yeah, big deficit. And I mean, it depended on how you, how much you ate. I, I, I think for me, that's probably the amount that I was putting in. Um. Anyways, uh, like Tyler Cameron became one of my best friends on the show. And one day we had uh, boiled sausages in tomato sauce with onions in it. And then there was always like a vegetable. So that day, just say it was like potatoes, boiled potatoes. And then there was always um, like a, like a, like a, I guess that would have been the carb too. There was normally like a green thing and then like a like veggie thing. You know what I mean? Um, Anyway, so there was always, like, a rice, maybe a rice, a rice and then, like, a green thing or a rice and a veggie. That was always, like, kind of the vibe. And so Tyler with the sausages, I'll never forget because I, with the chicken, like, I can eat weird chicken and be fine. Beef, I can eat weird beef and be fine. But the sausages, I was like, I ain't touching those sausages. And Tyler's, like, hit a mouthful. And he's like, yeah, throw some salt on it. It's not that bad. And I was like, all right, fuck it, we ball. And I just took some sausages. And they weren't that bad, you know what I mean? Like, I had a, I had a pretty open mind with the food. Um... But definitely things I had never ate before. We had some corned beef and hash. We had some beef stew. We did get bolognese one day, and that was amazing. Was the whole day filming? Yeah, so you, we never saw, okay, I'm never, never say never because we did. Very, very rarely we saw cameras. And if we ever saw a camera crew or producers, they were, uh, pretty much all dressed like us. So they would wear the same pants that we wore and the same outfit that we wore. Um, and we would see them, like, when we went to a task, they would come with us. But when we were on base, there was all RoboCams. Um, and so there's this thing on set called, like, Video Village. And so it went, like, our accommodations, our dry room, and then Video Village. So they, that's where all, like, the producers and the crew and everyone would hang out. Um, but we never saw them. They would keep us very far away from them. You couldn't... If you saw them, you couldn't speak to them. We would get mic'd like two times a day and because they'd have to change our batteries on our mics. You were always mic'd. And like when you saw the mic people, like sometimes some people would like ask them for things or like be like, hey, like, yo, can we get some like granola bars or something? And like the mic people, the audio team would be like, we can't talk to you. I'm so sorry. Like they would want to help, but they couldn't. Um, Yeah, we very rarely saw crew members except for this one day. So one day I asked the mic people because they were the only crew members that we saw and anything that you needed, like we needed more toilet paper sometimes or we needed electrolytes sometimes, like things that we needed to like literally live, we could ask the DS, the directing staff. So you would tell duty recruit, whoever that was, which was like lead recruit of the day and they would have to go ask the DS and then the DS would get it for you, right? And there was this one day where anytime we would get wet, you would put on what your what's called your dry kit. And so you'd have a dry set of clothes and you'd put that on. And like for you would have dry undergarments, you would you would be fine. But our mic pack was this like waist belt. And our waist belt would get wet and we didn't have a replacement for it. And so after a few times of getting wet, what would happen was the waist belt would get your dry clothes wet and then you'd be freezing again because it's cold in New Zealand. And so it would get everything wet and then it was just a mess. 
So finally, after a few times getting wet, I was getting uh, my battery changed on my mic. And the audio guy was miking me, and he's right here. And I'm just, I talked to him, and I was like, hey, I know you can't talk to me. I was like, but we're having a really bad situation. And I just feel like if I maybe just throw it out there, like you might be able to help. If there's any way we can all get a second waist belt, because what's happening is when we're staying, when we get wet, they're staying wet, and then our clothes gets wet, and it's keeping us really cold. If there's any way, I know you can't respond. I know you can't talk to me, but that's like, it would really just like, that's not something we can talk to the DS about because it breaks the wall of the TV show versus selection. And I was like, I just, I'm just trying to help everyone. Like, if there's any way that's possible, like, but again, I know you can't respond. So just like, keep miking me and like, it's okay if you can't, but like, please. And he puts my batteries in and then I go back into accommodations and we don't say anything. And then like, literally like 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, they just dropped off in our room, waste packs for everybody. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, it was really, really nice. So they, 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 they cared about us but you were not allowed to talk to them. And I think because I was respectful enough of being like, hey, I know I can't talk to you, but like we need this and we can't ask them for this. They were like, all right, yeah, no, they do need this. Right. Yeah. Was there, is it a competition type show? So there's, as as many people that go can win, essentially. There's no prize, um, but it just, it takes people to their limit and it, it really does. And, and some people I think left a little bit before their limit. Um, and, and I think some people maybe went too far past their limit. Um, but yeah, and anybody can finish. It just is a matter of mentally who. Oh, I'm so excited to see it. It's, it changed my life like no other, no, uh, I can't even begin. Um, but I think watching it, it's going to be able to change other people's lives too. What's that coming out on? It comes out on Fox on September 25th. On Fox. Cool. So next day on Hulu. What's next for you now? Next for me now is Special Forces airing, and then I have a podcast that's going to be coming out. Stay tuned. Um, I've got new music coming out. I've got I've got a lot of surprises up my sleeve. I do for the podcast. What's the What's the basis around? I wish I could tell you. I know. I'm so sorry. Cool. Well, thanks so much for coming by. Hey, anytime. Thank you for having me. Uh, Everything is going to be linked down below. All Jojo Siwa. Go check it out. Go check out the music. And yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Lightweights. Out. Cool. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Anytime. I freaking love this podcast. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.